Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Good afternoon, Coach. Good afternoon, guys. You know, you're down to the stretch run now. Six games left. Does it does it feel any different when you get to this stage of the season? And now you know that every game, I mean, every game's important anyway, but it, it almost is magnified as you get to this stage? Well, you know, you're getting to the stage where we call the second season is going to begin, and you're hoping that you're playing well going into that next season. You know, you're about to finish your conference season. And now it's time for playoffs or NCAA or in, in, in the, this case, it'll be the first one would be the SEC. Uh, you want to try to enter SEC play, hopefully on a winning note and a positive attitude. That's what it's all about at this stage of the game. So Arkansas now has a positive attitude on the road because they've won two straight road games. Does that help them tonight at A&M? Would you say that again, repeat? Okay, you talked about having a positive attitude. They've, they've got a more positive attitude about playing on the road because they've won their last two road games. Does that help them tonight against against Texas A&M? I think it will. I, you know, I, every game, uh, Rick, that you play, as far as I was concerned, is a game of its own. It has nothing to do with what we did. It's what we're going to do. That, that's where we are now. And, and so... You know, you, you you don't harp on the fact that we we either won on the road here, lost there, and, and vice versa. It's not time for any of that. All that's important now is that we got our backs against the wall here, and we got to come out fighting. And hopefully, the fight is good enough to keep us going on and on and on. That's 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 what it's all about now. To me, that is. You think about, yes, the back's against the wall after the loss to Mississippi State. That's the eighth loss to Mississippi State in the last 11 times they've played. You wouldn't expect that, but does the team start getting in your head a little bit when they beat you that frequently? That can get in your head quite a bit, especially, you know, if you had uh, the opportunity maybe to to dominate other teams. Uh, Sometimes the matchups – the field, the ball bounced the wrong way, the bad call. All, anything seems to jump up with teams that you always struggle with. And, and uh, that could happen very easily. You know, they, they could lose the team 11 straight times, and all it takes is that one great victory, and they're back, back on the, uh, the field of feeling good again. You know, and Coach, one more before we jump. Randy jumps in here with his questions, but um, is, did you ever have a team that won a big road game, came home, and just figured, "Hey, gonna we're playing at home, gonna win the ball game, don't have to worry about it," and, and get shocked because the it, it wasn't enough just to have the home crowd behind you? Is that what could have happened to Arkansas Saturday? Well, it could have. I mean, you know, when when you have the when you have the type of fans that we have there at the university, and uh, you know, it, it 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 you sometimes become 
invisible or and, uh, you you feel that there's nothing can touch you there at the house and and, and you know, a lot of times if you just look at the records you can tell that you know 80 85 percent of the games have been won either at uh, the bud uh, Walden's arena uh, you know you have that that sense of security it's like a, a security blanket and the fans help make that blanket stronger. And so sometimes you can want to do something so bad that everything turns out not so good. But because of the fan support and because of the tradition and reputation that the University of Arkansas has, yes, it'd be easy for a, a, a guy or a player to feel real comfortable being at home and not putting out the way he would if he thought he was going to get beat. Coach, is there a delicate balance that you as a head coach are trying to maintain? Uh, And what I mean by that is you've got a player who has missed a considerable amount of the season. But I think everyone understands the importance of, of Nick Smith Jr. and what he can mean to this team. So as a coach... How difficult is it when you're trying to, to juggle everything around, but you're trying to now incorporate Nick Smith back into the lineup? How difficult is it? I hope I'm making sense in what I'm trying to ask. How simple, you know it, how, how difficult of a task, Coach, is that to balance out the overall team's concerns, but yet you need to get Nick Smith back into the mix? You know, I'm glad. I'm glad I was never put into that position where everything had to worry and think about one particular big-time basketball player. Uh, to me, it, it's it's difficult. It's difficult because the guy doesn't practice with you. He doesn't. You know, you know all the great things he can do, and sometimes uh, rust. You know, when you don't perform game in and game out, uh, things begin to get a little rusty. And and you're not quite the same person because you haven't really participated in, in anything to get that right position. So it's, it's got to be difficult. Like I said, I, I don't – I didn't – once once you lose a player or once he's no longer with you, it seems to me your head is clear. And you know what you got to do. And the guys that are sitting on that bench are now being able to play. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting there waiting for the the, 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 the the superstar to come back, and everything's going to change, that's sometimes that's fool's gold, you know. So uh, it it would be difficult. But uh, just myself personally thinking, uh, I don't know if I could sit around and, and wait. Uh, I don't have that kind of patience. Let's talk with uh, Jake. Jake's holding for the coach. Jake, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Richardson? I do. Good afternoon, Rick. Good afternoon, hey, Randy. How you guys doing? Doing great, good. Jake. Thank you. Hey, Coach. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great there. Yeah. Man, I called you last week and we talked, and uh, so I got another question tonight, and this one actually involves me. 
I am uh, I'm retired military police, and I drive a truck by trade now. Mm-hmm. And I am trying my best right now to push it to go as far as I can. I got about two hours left of my clock, but I got about five hours left of my brain. <laughs> so I need you to give me a speech. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. I'm not even kidding. Now, and listen, guys, I, I know the seriousness of this, and if I feel like, you know, I'm a danger to others, I'll pull over. But I'd like to hear a speech from Coach Nolan on this to, to get me through this, to get me to where I can, you know, stop in the morning, drop this off, and, and keep going without wasting time. So, so you want to give him, like, his best game day speech to get you ready to play or to get you ready to drive? Yes, sir. What, what are you looking for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want his best driving? Yeah. His like, best Coach, his best driving coach speech? give me, give me, give me, give me keep your eyes tonight. Coach, keep your coach eyes my, leg, open. my legs keep your eyes are wobbly. Keep your eyes open. My legs and my eyes are wobbly. There's five minutes left in the game. Turn, and you know I've got a chance to shoot one. <laughs> turn your radio up high as it can go at times and cut it off and then cut it back on. And that way you can tell if you're still alive. That's a good Roger one. Roger that, sir. That's that's a good you, one. you do that. You do that a few Listen. times, and you say, "This is too old. I, I don't. I don't have to do this anymore." That's what. That's the feeling you want to get to. I don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, listen, uh, sir. I know you. You know how to do this. I know that. That's not even a question. Well, he's got you. I he just, told you. Keep you your know, eyes open I, and turn the radio up. Roll that's that window simple, down. Right? Stick your head right. out the window. Yeah, yeah. Roger that. Roger that, sir. And once hey, in a while, uh, pull over to the sideline and get out and stretch. That's right. And call those Coach, hogs. That'll Coach, wake them Coach. up. That's right. There you go. Call Coach, them from the highway. Coach, we're, <laughs> Coach, we're going to get a statue of you outside yep, of Bo Walton. And I'm going yep, to be the first one to put some money down on it. And good. if it's a dollar or $100 or $1,000 or whatever I can afford, I can promise you right now. I'm going to put my oh, name man. on that money, and it's going to go to Coach Nolan Richardson <laughs> for what he did for the University oh. of Arkansas. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. I, I appreciate that. You made, you, you made my night. Okay, so drive, safe, right, drive safely. You have so a you good can night. That, drive safely so you can make that contribution. And keep <laughs> your eyes open. Thank you, Ray. That's right. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> That's almost like don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> well, Jake, if you're still listening, I don't know what part of the United States that you're in, but I promise you, hopefully you will not get arrested. But if you pull over, you feel the need, pull over, get out, jump around a few seconds, call the hogs, that'll get you plenty of attention. But that should get the blood stirring and flowing, and maybe you can continue <laughs> on. But, uh, you know, if you're in the middle of uh, who's your country, Indiana, uh, they'll, they'll probably have a clue what you're doing, calling the Hawks. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. But uh, Oh, yeah, they will. That's basketball territory up there, boy. They, they kind of 
they kind of understand the game. And they, they certainly got to understand the Razorback. So that's it. That's, uh, I just hope my man doesn't, uh, uh, you know, drive too fast to try to get to where he's going. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, Coach, he could, he could also then, you know, if he's if he's wanting to do all these things to make sure the statue gets there, he could also offer his, I don't know if he's got a flatbed um, or whether a trailer or whether or not he's just got a, a fully enclosed trailer, but he could offer to bring the statue in at no cost, and that way that saves some money uh, in the statue delivered once it's finally completed. <laughs> but, uh, I got you. Yeah, just trying to think outside the box here, Coach. Um, back again to the, uh, I, I say back again, we as, as great, and I, I, I'm not a hall of famer like you are coach, but I'm a hall of fame sideline coach, armchair coach. So I really, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I have got quality information that I can always share that probably someone like yourself would say, that guy's crazy, but Rick and I and others debated about how many minutes, how many minutes should you start someone off on, such as a Nick Smith Jr., because that to me is the dynamic, Coach, that seems to be the greatest issue is now how do you start taking minutes away from somebody who has been performing for you, sometimes at maybe a very high level, maybe other times not, but with you, it never w- really was about minutes, was it? It was always about giving me max effort, and if it was for three minutes, great, five minutes, great. But now you got an injured player trying to bring back. How difficult can you can you imagine it is trying to figure out how to make these minutes work? Do you, do you go by the situation that you're seeing in the game itself, or is this something you think maybe you could script out before the game uh, start, and you're hoping that you can stick to that game plan. You know, you, you, the thing that Rainy Water, that uh, the thing that I, I personally feel <clears throat> is, is that you know it's hard to predict what a, what an individual will do who has not been working out. Mm-hmm. I used to always say, I don't want to run anything that I haven't try a workout in practice because what you take from your practice, that's what I want on the floor. And so when it talks about minutes played, I, I, I tell them in a, in, a, in a heartbeat, I have no control over how many minutes you play. You have the control over how many minutes you play because of how you play when you're playing. And if, if you're playing good, you're going to stay long. If you're not playing good, you're coming out. That, that's just, I mean, in other words, I, I want the best of you that you can give me while you're on that floor. Now, if, if you get tired and you don't let me know by giving me a hand, when I take you out, it's going to take me longer to put you back in. So, therefore, you're not hurting the team. And so, if you got one minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever minutes that I'm going to give you. And I don't know who and when and what number you will come up until the game gets started. And then after you have worked out and I've noticed that you have done the things that are really good that can help us, you're ready to go. So I didn't have the, you know, I knew that my key players were going to get 
basically the minute. And especially going down the stretch when you've got to try to win a ball game. You know, you're not going to have five guys and four of them are good defensive players and, and one of them is, a, is an offensive player. I mean, you're trying to balance. Balance is so important in the game of basketball, for as I'm concerned. The balance. I mean, if you've got five, six, seven guys scoring points, that's balance because it's not, it's not one guy or two you have to stop. You can sometimes stop one or two guys. But when you've got five or six guys chipping in eight to ten points, that makes it very difficult on the opponent. Mm-hmm. So back, uh, I guess answering the question of how many minutes will you play, I, I, Carlos Williamson probably played somewhere else. He played maybe 38 to 40 minutes. I don't think he played more than 28 minutes. He can't play that hard if you're playing 40 minutes. There's no way he can play that hard. I mean, we, we prove it every day in practice. I, I, I can line you up and play five on five or four on four for just a minute and a half with no no fouls are being called, and all you're doing is pushing and running. And I guarantee you, you think that after one minute and a half, you wouldn't believe how tired they are. Just one minute and a half mm. of the drill. So it's all about how many minutes you want to play. So if you don't take, like I was talking about, Devo, Devo doesn't take any time off at all, plays off, as I would say. And so when you don't take plays off, that means you're a workaholic. And he's he's a worker. I think most of all of his kids are workers. I I think Musk has done a hell of a job of of getting his guys to work so hard. And, you know, the record doesn't indicate how good they really are. That's what I'm saying. So that kid Smith can come back and, and and hopefully help them win some more, you know, help them win basketball games. Yeah, I figure Arkansas will win at least one game that they wouldn't have won without him in these last six, and that could be tonight. Could be at Tennessee, at Alabama. You know, really tough games. They'll probably win one game that without him they would not have won if he's as good as we all think he is. Yeah, that that's you know the key is. The young man's got a lot of pressure himself. Yeah. That that he's you know it's like he's the deliverer. He's I mean he he's the guy that's going to walk the water. <laughs> and, uh, and he's not he's not you know it, it doesn't it doesn't always happen that way. Even though he he's, he's a very gifted young man. That is a. Um... It's a nice problem to have on one hand. Yeah. And then it drives Great you crazy. Problem. Yeah. Then it drives you crazy on the other hand because you, you certainly don't want to upset the chemistry, upset the continuity that you've built up to this point. But, you know, Coach, one thing that hopefully Nick Smith Jr., and I know there's been a cry for some others uh, to provide this particular spark, but if there's one thing that I see that, that – is going to separate Arkansas from a deep run for the rest of this year, and that is eliminating these scoring droughts. Yeah, I mean, they can have issues with turnovers. They can have issues with rebounding. You can go on and on. But these scoring droughts, the other night, what was it, Rick, eight minutes, eight Arkansas? Minutes without a field goal. Without yeah. a field goal. Yeah. That's hard to win, Coach, when yeah. you go eight oh, minutes hey. without a field goal. Oh, it's big time hard. Very, very hard, and I, I know that's frustrating to the coach. 
You know, that's why probably I wasn't a very good basketball coach because oh, please. I, 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 I had a, a, a weird idea of how the game could be played. In other words, I'm looking at the football game with the Super Bowl, and the guys are running on third or fourth down, and usually they're kicking. And I love the fact I said, yeah, I could watch this kind of football all day. Mm-hmm. They got one inch or two inch, and they got 45 yards to go or 50 yards to go, and they go for it. I said, see, I could not be a football coach. I'm one half yard away from having a first down or two yards away, and I need to kick a field goal. But, but hell, I'm only two yards away. <laughs> Damn. How far do you have to get? How close do you have to get? Yeah, that's right. Go get that touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Well, basketball's like that to me, too. Hang on, it's Coach. we got to take the break. All right. I love the game, too. I love those four-town gambles. I think it makes the game so much more interesting. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. The Coach, Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to the Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by the coach, Nolan Richardson, thanks to the Central Arkansas Slim Chickens. And let's talk with Jack. Jack, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for the coach? Yes, I do. Hi, guys. Uh, I wanted to know if if, if Devo Davis continues to play. Now, I had an off game last game, but if he continues to play like he is, because he's like a Patrick Beverly to me, he can log down anybody. If he continues to play like that, is there a shot that he might get a flyer from <clears throat> from an NBA team this year and oh, might yeah. get drafted? Uh, oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the players like his kind, they're very hard to come by. I mean, you know, and, you know, here's the kid, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, that's got the reach, got the quickness of a small guard. He's got the, you know, he's got the heart of the lion. Uh, you know, he, 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 he can fit in so many positions on that floor from a pro standpoint. Most of the players are going to be, even the smaller players, won't be as quick as he is, and he's considered one of the, the larger players, the six, maybe 6'4", six, maybe. Uh, I just think he has his upside of, of how far he can go it's still, you know, the sky's the limit for that kid because because of his work, his hard work, something that you, you don't teach. You you can teach people to work hard. I mean, some things are born in, within. He's got a, a natural motor running that was built within by the good man upstairs. Yeah, I, w- I went to school with his dad. Okay. He's, <laughs> yeah, 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 he's... he's He's one of and the his dad was the same. Really his liked. dad was the same way. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Coach, do you, do you it's think, hard to find those kind of guys. Do you think that's why? Know. That's why I think you know everybody says that he'll be coming back and stuff like that. But I think if he continues to excel, continues to grow like he has been, I think he'll get drafted this year. Now I don't. I don't think it might not be in the first round, but. I think there's definitely a team that's going to take a shot on him. Well, well he's, he's, like I said, he's got a tremendous motor. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, let me just say this up front. We look at these mock drafts all the time. I just looked at CBS's 
which still has Nick Smith number four, believe it or not, and Anthony Black number ten. But and Council is maybe regarded as a late first rounder. We we've seen nobody projecting Devo to be drafted this year. If he comes back next year, proves his offense, no doubt he's going to get a shot. Okay. All right. Well, good talking to you guys as always, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for that statue to go up. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Yeah. So, Coach, Coach right. Rick, is it is it beneficial? Because we're not the ones making the decision. Devo Davis will. But if he's not going to be drafted, but could hook on as a free agent, is it better to wait until you might get drafted the next year, or do you go ahead and go? and say, take your chances now if somebody at least give you an opportunity? I think I think it's, it's the, the key there, Rick, is the way the contract is worded from a standpoint of how much is guaranteed and how much is not. Uh, it's, you know, let's face it, it, with the new rules, those guys are making more money now than, than the NBA players are <laughs> making <laughs> Like, a few, a handful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things, things have changed so, yeah, things have changed so drastically, so much. You know, guys don't even have to play anymore and still have a great income. Uh, don't have to win championships and coaches, where I can see, that, that get all that money, and they haven't won anything. It's just... It, 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 you know, again, it's it's almost unheard of if a, if a player like Devo is is being offered something way more than he can receive at the college level. He he might be uh, uh, not one of those guys that be in the top figures, but at the same time, he might be that guy that will eventually be in that figures. It's all about the contract, the way it's worded, the way they understand it, whether or not you're going to take a chance. If it's, if it's a big chance, just uh, from the fact of being able to play more, then I think it stands to reason that he needs to come back and get a little stronger, a little wiser, a little more experienced. Everything goes with one year. So, so you know, it's all about how he finishes up, will he be drafted high, low, middle? All those things start to play in a part. And, and before you know it, it might be to his advantage to say, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm through playing for not paying for pay, but I'm going to start try to play for pay. Coach, that, that reminds me of the uh, same situation to a degree that Calipari faced with Oscar Shibway, uh, Shibway was guaranteed between two and three million uh, to return back to Kentucky by way of NIL name, image, likeness deals. Where he's based, everything I keep seeing, Oscar Shibway may be a great college player, but he's not, at least in the eyes of the NBA, of at least a valuable property right now. He's at the bottom of the second round, which those contracts are not even guaranteed. Calipari says, here's $2 million, $3 million bird in the hand compared to going to the NBA and maybe playing the developmental, developmental league 
or otherwise overseas, and I'll give you two to three million, stay here at Kentucky, and then you can work on your draft status. He's no better off than he was a year ago at this same time. He's still at the bottom of the second round. Now, whether or not, still at the bottom. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whether or not he's got another year of eligibility. I. I don't. I doubt it. But um, he made a nice living just returning back to Kentucky when. Yeah. That's, the that's future why I was wasn't even that, near secure going the other way. Well, that's why I was saying that things are so different now. Yeah. And it, and, and how you read the contract and how what's the proposal, it could be to your advantage to stay in school. Sure. And, and of course, he'll have a lot of people in his corner telling him what to do or how to get it done. But, but I wouldn't put it past him uh, not going if he continues his, his, his way he's playing uh, a late second rounder. But, you know, there's people who went in second or third round made the team. Yep. Not very many make the team at a third round or second second I mean second round draft choice. I'm sorry, not yeah. third anymore. Second round draft choice. Well, yeah, there are there are some free agents that make it, but not many of them. And that, no, that's the issue. No. Say so if you don't get drafted, that, that's the issue. Yeah, right. You're right, Rick. They just they're just it's not that many jobs available. Let's put it that way. So so if if he's projected. With Smith being, you say in the, in the top five, yeah, that's that's pretty much way up above the lottery lottery pick is what thirteen over the yeah, thirteen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. So oh, you, you know that's all yeah. that's guaranteed money. Right. That's right. Hey, yeah. If you're if you're picked in the top thirteen, you got to go. You you, know, you just have to. Yeah. Because you're never guaranteed what could happen the next year. Right. So, anyway, what do you think about the NBA is discussing the possibility of um, going back to the you can be drafted out of high school? What do you think of that? That's the way it used to be. Then they changed it to you have to go to school for a year. What do you what, what do you think is best for a guy coming out of high school? You know, I I, I probably think it's a good. At least, you know, get, getting drafted, that means that if you get drafted out of high school, that means that you don't go to the pro league the first year, but you have to go to college for a year. Is that what that means? Yes. That right, right now you have to go to college for a year. They're talking yeah. about changing it back I, I, don't. I think, to me, that's, I think that would be a good rule simply because one year of college, at least you would have an idea of what to expect because you're, if you don't make it, you need to finish up your schooling. And to me, the guys that get the opportunity to go to college at least one year, at least one of them, mm-hmm. uh, makes it – at least they would understand what it takes to go the next three as opposed to not knowing anything and going straight to the, to the league. And then come out, don't have anything – Plus, it have you know it just it's just so many things that 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 gets in the way of a youngster that's seventeen, eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the physical difference between an eighteen-year-old and a thirty-two-year-old veteran who he's playing against. 
Well, that, that's what's happening right now. I looked at Baylor's team last year. They won national championship. They all look my age. <laughs> They've been around a long time. I said, my God, you know, but but uh, that is the that's the, the land is, is 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 that way now. You know, if you go out, uh, I don't think I would recruit any high school kids anymore. Why? I mean, you can go out and get your team just being able to put them together. But you you, you, you got 24-year-old guys playing 17 and 18-year-olds. Yeah. That's what's happening. All right, Coach. Hang on. we got to take one more break. That is Coach okay. Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Along with the coach, Nolan Richardson, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's the. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by the coach, Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Rick, if you would, where do someone where would someone go if they wanted to donate to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation? Today, Randy, we talked about at the outset of the program that Michael Jordan, who has given to make a wish several times, donated ten million dollars to make uh, kids' wishes come true. Uh, we definitely have people in our audience that can't give $10 million by any means, but we have uh, those in our audience that, if they're really moved, can help make a difference in young people's lives that uh, benefit from the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And I hope that during the course of this season that we're getting some responses, and we'll check with Coach at the end of the year and hope that he does. And uh, at any rate, uh, for those who would like to contribute to the great work that Nolan and his, and his staff do with the foundation, and they've been doing it for many, many, many years since Coach was at the University of Arkansas and the years after that, you can give to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, and Yvonne is spelled Y-V-O-N-N-E, Richardson Foundation, 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Seven two seven zero four. Now, uh, my friend who I had lunch with today at Tacos for Life is a—he's a college student and uh, just got married. And we were having a visit. I, I asked him. I said, "Do you know what a check looks like?" And he kind of laughed and said, "Well, yeah, I use them sometimes, but not very frequently. But most of those who are able to give can write a check. If not, uh, put your credit card number out there, and uh, you can give that way as well." But uh, Yvonne Richardson Foundation, 4057 North Humount Road, just make the check of, uh, to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. Coach Richardson gets no personal benefit from this as far as his, his finances. The Slim Chickens ads uh, that are run when Coach is on the air, all of that money is going to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. So this is nothing personal for Coach. It's all about how he can help young people. Okay? Would you like to add anything to that, Coach Richardson? We need we need uh, some help, and and of course we want to thank those who have helped so much. Uh, we will constantly uh, be thanking you uh, for your your kind donations to the Yvonne Richardson uh, charities. There you go. 
Okay, well, and uh, it's good work, you know, and we need to be doing good work for people that are in need right now, and the needs are even greater. Inflation hurts those of lower income much more than it does those of higher income, so help out if you can. All right, gentlemen, we've got a couple of callers waiting okay. for Coach, so All let's right. talk to Robbie. Robbie, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Well, you know, I always got a call, a comment from my favorite, yes. his favorite, his favorite camper. What are you talking about? Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, all right, Nolan. I like putting you on the spot here, but I'm gonna tell you before I say this. I was always told that sometime when you coach Razorbacks and other teams, you could give them that stare look, and uh, they knew exactly what was wrong. Now, I remember that myself. Now, my question is, what is who who what player of yours at Arkansas was um, probably the one that you had the deepest stare for and probably wanted to rip his head off for a mistake? Which, do, you, do you remember one of those moments? Wow. But anyway, I love you, Randy. I love you. I'll tell you what. And, you uh, gotta go by. You gotta go by years of the coaching. I mean, I think I had. That about six or seven of them on each team that I had. <laughs> you want to rip their heads off? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, they, you, you know, I they knew how I felt, and and I think that was that was the bottom line. I I, I always well, I, tell them that if you saw me in a fight with a bear, you help the bear. You won't need to help me. So you know, I I think we got quite a few guys that that fit in that category maybe one day or two days but it was something that once once it, once i had to stare or the uh, work them as hard as they didn't want to work uh it was over i mean that, that was that's fast you, you start on a new you a new stare the following day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'll tell you that's, I'm not, that's not a bad sentence well uh, i remember i remember when i did come to the camp you know of course when i came to the camp we got the meet a lot of the players at that time and 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 it seemed like every time they used to tell us boy don't let nolan give you that stare <laughs> and uh they were they were scared to death of the stare but uh anyway anyway i just had to stir y'all up a little bit i love you guys randy pleasure my friend This is a story of interest that involved Coach Richardson, but we just, this has just been announced. Boy, this is boy. You think about this having consequences. The district attorney, in the case of Chris Beard, the Texas Longhorns basketball coach, has dropped the case. Oh Texas my. fired him. Texas fired him supposedly with cause, with several years left on his contract. The case has been dropped. Wow. That is a uh, – we have no idea what that – this is just broken, so we have no idea what that means for him or for the University of Texas. I would assume he'd have a pretty good lawsuit case Absolutely. against Texas for firing him for something he wasn't charged with. So, anyway, that story just that story just broke. I thought we'd uh, – Wow. You know, it's – Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and the reason, uh, Coach, I mentioned it, because people in Arkansas know Chris Beard because he coached at ULR for a while. 
Right. And, uh, yeah. Right. So, oh, man. I, I don't know what it means. Me either. I just wow. thought that just broke, so certainly wanted to share that. Well, they'll, they'll probably break it down to us later. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure they will. Oh, boy. I hope. I'm that is a mess Texas. in the making right there. I'm guessing Texas is going to begin negotiations to how we can make this up to you. Yep. I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know that for sure. So anyway. But I, I doubt he gets his job back. No. That that can't work. No. So anyway. Anyway, huh. Arkansas didn't play in Texas tonight. They're playing Texas A&M. So, Coach, you, you, when you win the first one at home – and then you got to go on the road for game two and know that that team is really going to be fired up to play you because you beat them at your place. What is there any extra incentive you need to pass on to your team to help them win tonight? Well, you know, at this time of the year, Rick, the guys, you know, everybody's jockeying for position. Everybody's trying to get, get into the top four, I guess, uh, where you don't have to play on that first night or second night of you know, we, we, we were able to do it one time. and uh, But, you know, going into A&M, you know, the team, you can bet your bottom dollar, they know what's at stake. And, and, and you don't have to try to pump them up to get ready for a team that you just barely, you know, beat. And so I think sometimes fear is not having – Fear is the one that worries me. Uh, respect is, is is two different two different animals. Fear gets you beat. Respect, you got a chance to win. You, you know, you don't. You're not afraid. You're not afraid to play anybody at any time or anywhere. That's the attitude that you want to try to take with you all the time. But if you're taking fear, as my some of my old classmates would say, if you're scared, stay home. <laughs> Don't come play with us if you're scared, and so that—that's what—that's what I think is happening right now for the Razorbacks. If you're afraid, then you're not going to win. But if you have respect, you got a chance to do a good job. All right, gentlemen, let's try to squeeze in really, really quick. James, you got about 15 seconds with the coach. Sorry about that. No, no problem. I'm just going to. Uh... With the return of Nick Smith, do you not think uh, after he gets rolling, uh, like he was recruited here to do, that would open up a little bit more uh, time for Pena to get in, uh, change defensive teams? Uh, and that's just really my thought. I just figured with him out there on the floor plus flat, I just think that opened up a little bit more um, opportunity for Pena out there on that uh, three-point line. I have nothing to listen to. Let him shoot it. Well, Coach, we are out of time. I'm sorry we don't get okay. it. More time with you than that tonight, but that is the coach, Coach Nolan Richardson. We will talk with you next week, Coach.